listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Sharon Palm, and she talked about taking acid at Bonnaroo and gave us a uh, brief sexual history. This week, I sat down with Natasha Berlhansen, and she told me about when she got her tonsils removed in college and was prescribed liquid morphine and um, abused it. Here's Natasha Pearl Hansen. So when I was thinking of my most disgusting story, and I, I'm sure I have a lot of them more morally disgusting than actually disgusting. That counts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in college... The, my freshman year of college, I went through a lot of weird shit. Like I, I broke my foot and then a couple weeks later I had to have my tonsils removed. So I was in a walking cast. Mind you, I had to go to the doctors and force them to give me a walking cast because at the time I was a hip hop dancer. <laughs> I actually thought I was going to be like J-Lo. I thought I was going to be a fly girl. <laughs> And so I was, I was in a hip hop crew and I was like dancing all the time. And I was like, I got to be able to fucking dance. You got to give me a walking cast. And they were like, no, you multi-fractured your foot. Wait, is a walking cast like a boot? It's like a boot. It's like a removable boot that smells terrible, but you just can remove it. I I haven't met many casts that smell good. Oh Um. no, they're terrible. And so my dad still has the only time I've had a cast. I was five and my dad still has it. They cut it off. My dad's like, I'll be taking it. Ew. (laughs) Oh my God. Did he lice all the shit out of it? And I'll be taking it with me. (laughs) (laughs) He had it hung up in the garage. Uh, The funny side note, when I was five, I broke my arm for the first time and I wanted a hot pink cast and they actually opened the wrong packaging and gave me a camouflage cast. And they were like, if you want us to open a new package, it'll be an extra like 80 bucks. Uh, and my mom was like, we'll just take it. So I was five and had a camo, a camo cast. So I, that's not, that's not your, <laughs> fu- that is the healthcare system at work being like, I made a huge fuck up and that'll be $80. Yeah. Yeah. Copay for my mom who was like, my, my parents made like $8,000 a year at and, that and point. So they're like, oh, oh, where'd your arm go? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was so young at that point that I was like, I want people to sign my cast. Nope. Couldn't because it was totally fucking camouflage. I just got the plain white one. That's where my parents were with their um, financial journey. That's I got, I got like. I, default cast <laughs> yeah well i would have liked that too and, and they i think turn yellow so that's kind of an interesting <laughs> fact <laughs> they don't stay white no yeah they get so disgusting so that was maybe that was my triggering factor when i got my broken foot i was like i need a removable casting to be able to shower like a normal humane person so two weeks later i get my tonsils out and i had had tonsil problems since i was a kid I would be very prone to strep throat. Um, there were like certain phases where doctors would not take your tonsils out and then they would take everybody's tonsils out. And I was in that phase growing up where they wouldn't take anybody's tonsils out. So I get to college and uh, I had like two episodes of very, very, I don't know if you ever heard the Sarah Silverman story of her almost dying from having an abscess in her throat. Did you oh, hear? No. Her, so that's what I had. So but those are, those are really... 
a woman I worked with had a stroke at work from an abscess in her teeth. Yeah, an abscess can kill and you. And she was, they were like, well, you're lucky you had a stroke because if it can either go to your brain or go to your heart. And if it goes to your heart, you die. Yeah, it's, it's like a really bad infection. So I had, like I said, broken my foot. Um, I had gone to the doctor again, like a couple days later because my throat was really fucked up and it was closing up and it was getting to the point where every day I could speak a little bit less and a little bit more high pitched. And, um, one of my girlfriends that went to college with me, uh, she's a boss ass bitch and she, eventually ended up walking me into the doctors and was like you have to look at her throat she can't fucking talk she can't fucking swallow and like took me into the back like where the ER doctors were they looked at my throat and they were like we have to cut your throat open right now so they literally sat me in a chair and cut my throat open and suctioned the abscess out right then and there the doctors told me that if I had gone even a day or two more I would have probably died because I had such a bad infection in my throat. They oh, had ignored me. Horrible. Yeah, they, they had ignored me for a while, and probably because I already had a broken foot, they were like, "She's just a drunk college bitch," you know. So um, when I got the abscess removed, <laughs> like she's sucking too much dick. Yeah, what is <laughs> her throat, throat all infected for? <laughs> like, is that just cum in her throat? It's not. <laughs> it's not whatever else we are sucking out of here. <laughs> just like a bunch of cum flaps in my throat. <laughs> And so the, the night that I got my abs, like that, like the vacuum sucking, like they didn't even numb me for it, by the way, they just cut my throat and it was so relieving that I didn't even mind the pain and I was able to eat a spaghetti dinner for the first time. So I had had like a really challenging couple of weeks. Did they sew it up? Yeah. Oh, they cauterized it. Oh, God. So it wasn't even sewing. They cauterized it. I and then say, I can't imagine them doing stitches in your... That'd no be stitches. It was like like a laser, like a burning and also it together. Without, without anesthesia? No anesthesia. I had no anesthesia when they, when, they, when they did my throat because it was that much of an emergency. She literally drugged me in there and was like, look at her throat. And then they were like, what? How has nobody caught this? They had tested me for mono. They had tested me for everything. But again, I had already had a broken foot. So I think they just thought that I was like some dumb drunk bitch. And so. Um, <laughs> You're like, they're not wrong. But I had an abscess. <laughs> this was super true. And so uh, <laughs> I, um, that evening when I was leaving the doctor's office, they were like, you're going to have to come back and get your tonsils removed because you're going to keep dealing with something like this if you don't. And I was like, hell yeah, let's get these bitches out <laughs> of here. You're like, can you just do it with a laser? I'm here. I know. I was like, I'm already in here. <laughs> so they scheduled that for like another two weeks later. So I had still my broken foot cast for six weeks. I had uh, my tonsils getting removed at week like number four of having my broken foot. And uh, so I get my tonsils removed and that's no big deal to me. Like they put me out. I woke up. Again, cauterized my throat. I felt fine. There was no pain like having an abscess in your throat when it's like swelling and you can't breathe and talk. But I was still on my walking cast. And when they when they took my tonsils out, they gave me liquid morphine because they figured I would need to be able to numb the pain and just dribble it into my throat. So it was like liquid liquid morphine that almost looked like a um 
what is that stuff you drink when you're hungover? It's like baby Pedialyte. fluid. Pedialyte. It almost looks like a Pedialyte. And I had it in my little fridge in my um, dorm room. And I'd already been through so much pain without any sort of pain relievers that I was like, I'm just going to save this for a day that I really need it. <laughs> maybe it'll make the drinking. Party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe it'll make drinking cheaper. Cause they were like, don't mix this with alcohol. It'll fuck you up. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> don't thank me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so side note in my dorm room, I like options, right? So I, I liked, so I had a lofted bed. I had a hammock hanging under the lofted bed, and then I had a futon underneath it. So when I came into my tiny-ass dorm room, I could pass out on three different levels. <laughs> so when I had my tonsils out, I was off of school. Like, I got a pass for all my foreign language classes and, and all that stuff. And I would sleep in my hammock because it was so comfortable because my throat was in a lot of pain. So this one night, my throat was feeling really good. It was probably like a week after getting my tonsils out. Still had my walking cast. And I decide that I'm going to go party at our local um, dude friend's house. And before, uh, before I go, one of my best girlfriends, uh, Ricky, she lived across the hall from me or down the hall. And I was like, I'm going to take a couple shots of liquid morphine. <laughs> and uh, I'll be over to your place. <laughs> So I'm sitting in my hammock, taking shots of liquid morphine, thinking it's like Jack Daniels or something I can handle. I took maybe two or three of them. Like a real shot? Yeah. I mean, just like a little shot glass. But I mean, strategically. Like an ounce? Yeah. A couple ounces? Yeah. A couple ounces. Like medically, you're supposed to take like, <laughs> like three quarters of one of these. They give you those measuring cups. But I was just treating it like it was alcohol. <laughs> And I was like, this is going to make my drinking night. I'm going to be a cheap date tonight. I get up to go walk to her room. And it was like that scene out of uh, <laughs> the the Vegas movie with Johnny Depp where his legs are just mush. <laughs> Bless Sorry. you. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas where he's just like his his limbs are mush. I couldn't walk but I was laughing so hard <laughs> like I was just a pile with like my limbs were really loose and it was the most fun I'd had in a while because I was in a walking cast and I like a challenge so I was kind of half crawling to my friend's room and I knock on her door and I was like let's get ripped <laughs> and we on top of that consume an entire bottle of uh, Captain Morgan I haven't Ooh. touched Captain Morgan since this it. episode. I also have a spiced rum um, aversion from college. There's a couple things I just can't even have the smell of around before I'm I like, I think Ugh. spiced rum sucks to begin with. But yeah, it was totally. like my freshman year of Halloween. Drank too much of it. And I'd never thrown up before. And I didn't that time. But I woke up the next morning like about to. And I my college boyfriend had all his like because like Halloween and Madison's like a whole thing. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you've witnessed. I've done. Um, and so <laughs> he had a bunch of friends in town and one of his like these these fuckers didn't even go to bed. And one of them had hawked this huge loogie in the toilet. And I just remember oh. being like cold sweats, like heaving but couldn't puke and like staring at this loogie. And then it just made it all come out. No, I never. Oh puked. my god! I, I, I didn't even puke. I wouldn't. I wouldn't puke till my sophomore year. Um, but I was. It, it was like enough for me to be like, 
no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> Anything like that will just kind of set the record straight for your body where it's like, I can't handle this Also, yeah, spice drum is such a, like, specific, like... Specific mm. smell. No, like, it's you. it's also cheap. Like, it, like, it oh, feels yeah. like cheap college days. Like Captain Morgan, you guys actually were kind of fancy. We were drinking Admiral Nelson. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he was the other peg leg. I mean, yeah, let's, he- <laughs> let's be real. They were rivals. We weren't even drinking Captain There Morgan. was just a more famous yeah. version. It was, like, Blake Lively and her lesser. It was in a plastic <laughs> handle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did the plastic squeeze bottles. You just, yeah, you just get a plastic. You're just going to handle and be like, this is what I'm drinking? My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and and that was still the age where we didn't know when stuff wasn't classy. Like, we just took what we could get. You no, know? I thought Rolling Rocks are classy in college. That's what I got arrested for in <laughs> Madison at the fucking. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. I would get him in the glass bottle and I'd be like, mm, an adult's here. I thought Rolling Rocks was drinking. That was actually, I just did they were a like real. still five bucks, but they're glass. So they I were glass. Like, and I said the same thing. The reason I learned how to open beer bottles with my teeth, the reason I had to get the crown I got on my tooth yesterday because I've been opening beer bottles for 20 years because we went on a boat when we were 16 in Wisconsin and we had Rolling Rock Green Light. Nobody had an opener and I just tried opening it with my teeth and it worked and I did it for 20 years. And that's why I have a crown on my tooth right now that I got yesterday. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth every moment. Oh my God. <laughs> So anyway, I had to get a new asshole (laughs) (laughs) for opening beers in your ass. You're like, this is my party trick. (laughs) (laughs) The fellas love it. Yeah. It's got a rim flavor (laughs) that you can't describe (laughs) and you can't get anywhere else. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, that, that night we, we consumed a bottle of, of Captain Morgan and then we left the dorm and, my girlfriend, Ricky, her best guy friends lived like a block away in this huge house. And we were not the type of girls that went to frat houses. We would go to like the party houses. And because these guys were guys that she knew like from her high school in Minnesota, we would we trusted going there. So we went there all the Wait, time. Where did you go to school again? University of Minnesota. Oh, I did okay. reciprocity from Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. So, um... So we got there and then we did a, a game. I was Uh-oh. in my cast and everybody thought it was funny because it was just like a big billowy, ca- like, you know, strapping cast. They were spinning me around in a chair, much like this, a swivel chair. And every spin, they were handing me a shot and I was taking it. And my girlfriend Ricky was doing the same in another chair and we consumed another bottle of Captain. Like an eighth, two eighths. We each had an eighth. And um, then I. Wait, what's an eighth? An eighth. An eighth. No, an eighth is like the the normal normal size bottle, not the thicker one and not the really big handle, but like the normal, the skinny skinny one. Okay, that's but a, that's, that's a lot. Way too much. For uh, yeah. a, tw- uh, what were we, 19, 18, Aww. 19? It was February of, of tw- 2004. Yeah, I was 19. And uh, oh, a fifth that's the big or one. a fifth is that or a fifth? Is it fi- a drink of the vodka, dare me to that's drive. Yeah, that's what I'm going 
going to Eminem here. <laughs> I got to go to lyrics to figure yeah. out what's... I only know a home record. You're right. An eighth <laughs> is for drugs. A fifth is what I'm an talking eighth, about. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. A fifth, <laughs> a fifth, a fifth, a fifth. But whatever. It was like the, the sizable amount for yeah. two girls to have that amount. And um, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be... <laughs> uh, no. Two shots at that is... You're done. One thing that I did do well in my college days and like in my early 20s was just ghost and go home when things were going wrong. I wish I could have done I that. haven't always been good about that, but I, mostly I would just disappear. So I woke up the next day and I was face down in my hammock with all my limbs through the holes in the hammock. <laughs> and I had somehow set my my futon was normally out like flat but I had pushed it up so it was like a couch and my boot my walking cast boot was off my foot and under my face and I had vomited all inside of it so I was smart enough to lay myself face down in something I could puke through and put something under me that I could puke into but it was my walking cast that was already disgusting. And because I'd had it for like five weeks at that point. Oh my God. And my <laughs> literally, my limbs, my li- all my limbs were just through the holes in it because it was a normal ass rope no, hammock. I'm, you're painting a vivid mental picture. <laughs> and I didn't know, like, and I also had that like string mark yeah. on my face <laughs> and like that gross puffiness you get after the night of puking. So, like, my face was puffy in, like, the diamond shapes between where my face was resting on the hammock. And there was just barf everywhere. And um, so I had to not only wake up to the smell of the aftermath of barfing up. Foot barf. Yeah. But it was foot. <laughs> and it was Captain Morgan. And it was just the smell of how you smell after a day after drinking way too hard you're like sweating I'm like sweating liquid morphine too which is definitely (laughs) not something that should have kept me alive and then I had to (laughs) I know that's not the moral of the story but I'm like I want to get some morphine (laughs) I know I was like to me and that's why now (laughs) now when people ask me if I want pain pills after any type of any I haven't had any procedures but like you know a tooth thing or whatever um they'll be like do you want any pain pills I'm like no I don't want to touch them I don't even want to think about pain pills um although I could probably sell them on the black market for a lot um (laughs) But my my cast was so full of puke that I had to um, call the doctor and tell them that I lost it. And I pretended like I was in the dorm showers because they're common areas and that somebody took it as a prank. And I went to the doctor on my crutches and had them give me a new cast (laughs) and... uh, yeah, so my last week of having my cast on, it actually smelled nice because it was fresh. But that was probably the most disgusting thing I've done to myself. <laughs> That's pretty foul. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, foul. Um, okay, I'll read you some little things. Oh, my God. And then my friend Ricky randomly texts me right now. The one from, oh my God, the one from the story. (laughs) 
while we're having a down moment, I have to message her because that's so funny. She goes, she responds and she goes, that was a weird night. We woke up in each other's bathrobes with each other's phones in our pockets. I forgot about that part. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Iconic timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We were both we were both in our own dorm rooms, but we had each other's bathrobes on <laughs> and each other's phones in our pocket. It was when we had flip phones. So like nothing was video content recorded. Thank God. Oh my God, I'm so glad she added that color to the story. (laughs) At our live show, the (laughs) audience can submit their own disgusting story to be read on stage anonymously. And these are some of those stories. Ooh. So, this one's, I got a couple good ones for you too. Oh, cool. Um, My first trip to the hospital. A croquet mallet went up my vagina and ripped my insides. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that even happen? The best stories you start where the actions are, you know. Yeah. You don't start at the beginning. You middle. start in the middle. <laughs> yeah. My family was playing a nice summer game of croquet. And as a child, I tried to jump back and forth over the croquet mallet, toe-touch style. The croquet mallet right under, <laughs> right under me each jump. I jumped. My shorts got caught. And the croquet... <laughs> <laughs> the croquet mallet <laughs> and the croquet mallet went up my vagina, <laughs> ripped my insides, immediate bleeding, like a fountain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I passed out, woke up in the hospital, a lot of blood lost. As a lesbian, it's the only time my vagina's been laid <laughs> the wood in my life. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was why, you know. You don't ever, I mean, you don't choose who you love, (laughs) but you might after something like that. Like, not again. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I'm never going to get touched by any sort of throbbing wood in my life. Oh yeah. All phallic items are off the table. (laughs) Just licks and touches. Yeah. Sensual touches. That's the good stuff. No poundings. Yeah. Okay. In my in the seventh grade, I was at sleepaway camp, and I shit my shorts during the opening ceremony. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I just wadded them up and rolled them into a towel. My mom said when I came home, she found something that looked like maggots in my laundry. <gasps> oh. I told her, I have no idea what that could be, and just throw it away. I've never shared this information with anyone. Oh, no. Oh, God. I didn't know maggots want to be on shit but that makes maggots so much grosser than they already are right like a carcass is Mm -hmm. one thing but if it makes this person feel any better in my i think it was seventh grade when i got my period and i got it on a field trip to the field museum that's how it always happens and i was bleeding through my pants it was kind of that age where i realized i got mine at walmart (laughs) oh even grosser (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is a Wisconsin thing to do? <laughs> well, and I knew that I was starting to bleed, but I didn't want to tell my mom. So I took one of her panty liners, which is not enough to withstand your no, first period. That's to go with the tampon. It goes with. That's backup. It's backup. It's not. So yeah. I bled through it and bled through it all day. And it was through my pants to a point where I found the girls that were because we would keep going to the bus for lunch and stuff. Everybody, like, because we were poor. So. <laughs> we were having Funyuns. <laughs> we were having, like, snacks. And I, I showed some of the girls, and they were like, holy shit. And I was like, what do I do? And I just tied my sweatshirt around uh, my waist. Classic. 
And it was kind of that point where I was like, oh, I can just be open with people about this. This might just become a normal thing. I, I would definitely was not there at that. I was like, mom, but I was would not be like ready to be open with other young women. Yeah. It's kind of nice though that you could. I instantly just was like, this is the choice I have to make yeah. because I have to get in front of this. If it yeah. gets out yeah. that I'm bleeding on myself, <laughs> then I just have to be like, well, this is what's happening. So <laughs> oh, I know it's such a whole thing. When you're that young, it feels like the end of the world. Oh. And now you're like, eh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, yeah, my jeans are covered in blood. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Party on. <laughs> yeah. We can still rally. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let's see. Okay, I have, I have one more for you, and it's a good one. I got to find it. Oh, okay. It was Bonnaroo, 2019. <laughs> I had just dropped acid, and we were walking into the venue. Well, by a stroke of unluck, <laughs> the entire contents of my stomach also dropped into my colon. Walking through security, I knew I was toast. I started sweating, cramping, and getting clammy. I feared for my life. <laughs> this is, such, oh, this is like an English major one. Um, my best friend who was with me saw my face and knew I was in trouble. <laughs> if I didn't find a porta potty quick, my pants were about to become the porta potty. If you oh, know no. what I'm saying, <laughs> oh, no. we do. We know what you're saying. Uh, the lines of the bathroom were long. I was panicked. I quickly realized a handicapped porta potty wasn't being used and didn't have a line. I ran for my life in there and had the biggest, sweatiest <laughs> rebirth of a poop in my life. <laughs> As I'm in the porta potty, I hear my friend fighting off women from the outside who desperately need to also use the bathroom. <laughs> she said she was standing outside with her arms across the entrance saying, No, <laughs> it's an emergency in there. <laughs> what a gem. All the while, I was inside wiping my ass with music posters from the wall. Of course, no toilet paper. <laughs> oh, no. I walked out of there like a damn god and enjoyed the day. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what it was. Was it the acid? Honestly, probably, yeah. Yeah? I've I never, feel like... I haven't done acid. I always... All the drugs I take usually result in a weird shit. Like, not necessarily like right away cocaine Co certainly cocaine. Known yeah. for next it. day you're taking a weird shit but like molly like i was really sh i was really shit and weird after molly you know <laughs> i don't know i think and also right after i took it yeah <laughs> yeah for it. sure yeah well, i feel like when i was younger i could just take drugs and nothing would happen to me and i wouldn't even be like that hungover now it's like molly the next day i'm like <laughs> Yeah, me and my girlfriends, I mean, because we're from Wisconsin, we would always talk about our shits. Like, it was just normal for us. And um, I never really dabbled in drugs besides weed and drinking until my, like, early and 30s. Morphine. Yeah, morphine. Liquid morphine. <laughs> Liquid morphine. <laughs> Who knew? So you kind of you kinda get your toe in, but I yeah. <laughs> and, but some of those, like, those will make you not shit. Oh, yeah. That's why I hate that. That's way worse. I would rather have to shit the worst in my life yeah. than not be able to shit when you de mm -hmm. desperately yeah, need yeah, to. Yeah. So I feel for these people. I've, I've been in those kind of situations before. I've only shit myself once. I never have. Really? I know. I, I always, people are always very shocked to hear that. Um, wow. Because <laughs> I run this podcast and I'm You're like, an anomaly. I've never shit my pants. Um, One day one episode i'll be like i did it <laughs> I've, I've come really close when i was younger i would like shit like every three days and like i'm like a very sparse i don't like but definitely in recently i've come quite close so Ooh. It, it could be on my 
that was what like one time I was like on a Zoom meeting, and I, and I never I I write for this website and we have like like a all staff meeting once every like six months so it's Mm -hmm. like we never have this meeting and halfway through it's only like an hour halfway through i'm like i'm gonna shit my pants i had to turn off my zoom and go have like horrible diarrhea and then come back on yeah at least you can do that instead of it's being in person oh yeah if i'd been outside that would have that just would have happened to me having to shit like that is just the worst (laughs) When it happened to me, when I shit my pants, I didn't know. I was, it was when I lived in Chicago the first time and I was bartending at this bar right near Second City. And it was a day shift. Which bar? Uh, Wells on Wells. Oh. It's not there anymore. Oh, okay. So it's fine if I was the person who shit my pants behind the bar. <laughs> Nobody knows this. Zero people know this. Um, <laughs> but I was. Oh, my millions of listeners. Right. Um, <laughs> It was like a Tuesday day shift or something. I would work like one day shift and then like mostly at nights, obviously. But I had partied hard the night before. And I think this was aligning with like the blackout diaries. One of the stories that I told where one of my best friends was a big cocaine dealer in Chicago. So I think we had partied like that. And I had kind of the day after shits coming in. But I was behind the bar. Nobody was there. Like it was dead during the day. And so you just don't know that you're letting some air out that is going to be <laughs> not air. And it was one of those things where it just felt like it was going to be like an easy little boop. And then uh, it was just <laughs> warm. It was just a different kind of sensation. I talk about this all the time with people. Like you hear about stories of whether it's shitting your pants or like getting bit by a snake or like stepping on something in the ocean where people will describe it. And it hasn't happened to you and you wouldn't know what to know is happening until it's happening. And you're like, oh, I think that's what that <laughs> is. And I've had those kind of sensations a few times in my life. This was the first one when I was <laughs> when that air was coming out and I was like, that's not air. That's definitely not air. Hello, darkness. <laughs> yeah. And, and I had to go clean myself up in the bathroom and it w- I was in like spandex pants. So. I just had to like roll with it and like soap myself and make it work. And then like the second time I felt that way, it was actually me and Jake were in the Caribbean and I, we stepped, I stepped on a uh, urchin and it was one of those same kind of triggering reactions where you're like, I don't know what an urchin is supposed to feel like, but for sure that was it, yeah. you know? And so <laughs> 1000 needles. <laughs> yeah. You're like that. That's definitely, I think they're not poisonous though. Right. They're, is there poison? They're just sticky. I don't, they just hurt really yeah, bad. Okay. But it wasn't actually that bad. Ooh. But shitting your pants is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather step on an urchin again than <laughs> shit my pants anywhere in public. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Our live story comes from Sharon Palm. Sharon runs a show called Toasted at the Lincoln Lodge, and this was recorded in August of 2022. Here's Sharon Palm. Oh, what, your name is Sharon too? No, I said you got a Paramore shirt. Oh, I got a Paramore shirt. Hell yeah! Um, I have a series of gross stories. 
because I'm not like other girls. <laughs> Great. Uh, I was a weird fucking kid, okay? I was the kind of kid, all right, I had a drug-addicted dad. Anybody else? Yeah! Um, he's eight years clean, which is cool, but let's be real. All right, heroin was kind of the dopest thing he ever did. <laughs> pretty sick, but I, so okay, whatever. I, I'm happy now, but at, when I was a kid, I was sad. And I looked for comfort in a lot of weird places. I'm embarrassed to share this, but here I am, okay? I used to wear like the same pair of underwear for like a few days at a time. Uh, and then I would take it and put it in my little backpack and I would like sniff it throughout the day. I don't do that anymore. I can't stress that enough. I didn't sell underwear during that pandemic which I think is making gold out of a bad situation. Anyway, so I was a weird fucking kid, okay? And so when I was in high school, I was like very much afraid of like having any kind of partner romantically because I thought I was like damaged goods, right? Until eventually, uh, I'm a senior in high school and I meet a guy in front of a Taco Bell. <laughs> Remember when they had Verde sauce, you guys? God, I miss it. And okay, I lost my virginity to this guy a couple weeks before Christmas. Okay, and the way that I thought would be the most like sentimental way to do it was I got a life-size stocking, a Santa stocking that I could fit into, and I had red fishnets on because I wanted to look like a Christmas ham all wrapped in twine, okay? Uh, and I hid in his room, uh, and when he came home, I was like, you can get it, you know? Uh, you can get it. And this guy's room was a pit hole, okay? It was covered in trash and clothes and like empty Mountain Dew bottles. Um, but I was like, he's figuring it out. <laughs> he's just like figuring it out. Uh, and uh, we get down to the sex, okay? And he's inside of me and I'm a little like dry, okay? And he's like, I got this. He leans over and rustles around in the trash on the ground. Oh, no. And like picks up like an almost empty loo bottle. Oh, that was like covered in crumbs. And I thought to myself, what a guy. <laughs> How thoughtful that he thought about my vaginal wetness. Um, almost empty bottle. You want to know who he used the rest of that loop with? A girl in my PE class. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, boo. Fuck PE. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, that's not even the worst part of losing my virginity about doing it at Christmas and the crusty lube. It was the fact that his little sister was home the whole time and heard, like, my primal makings of becoming a woman. A, you know, Right. Okay, so I was like determined, I was determined to find something better after this. I really was. Um, like, okay, all the people with vaginas in the room, we're gonna take a little poll real quick. Would you rather keep your clitoris or your G-spot 
if you were forced to choose between the two? Right, 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 right. 98% of crowds are click crowds. I took a Gallup poll in 2018, okay? Everyone's a click person. I'm not, because until I was in high school, I thought my clip was a pimple and I tried to pop it. Dude. Yeah. So anytime after that, when someone's like, let me pop your pussy, I'd be like, do not. I thought I found a real gem of a dude. Uh, met him at Taste of Lombard. Uh, many of the suburbs had taste uh, during the summer, right? Met this guy in front of a funnel cake stand. I keep meeting men in front of food places. I don't know, you know? And this guy, okay, I'm like, I'm about to have sex again with someone new. This is going to be better this time. And then he wanted to eat my ass. And, which is like fine, okay? I just like forgot like the events of the day, okay? I, by the time I knew it, I was like bent over. And you know, if you have booty cheeks like me, they're together most of the time. But when you bend over in such a way, they should separate cleanly. My ass cheeks did not. They separated like a grilled cheese. And it was like slightly undercooked, you know? Person. 
This is the guy who, when we were at an at Rayu concert, um, metal, for anyone who doesn't listen to metal, we're at a concert. It's so packed. We're like towards the front. I had to pee so bad. I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it through the crowd and then get into the bathroom and wait in line. He takes off his fleece-lined hoodie, his thick-ass hoodie, and he balls it up for me so I could push my panties to the side, stuff it, and then just like slowly pee into it. If it ain't like that, I don't want it, right? Damn, dude. So I, yeah, I, I love him. He's, he's, he's a gem. Uh, but for the person in here about the Bonnaroo story, I got one that's gonna top it, babe. All right? Bonnaroo, 2010. Tripping on acid together. I started my period, didn't know because I was tripping so hard. I have blood running down my legs. But everyone at Bonnaroo is chill. They're all like, yeah! Art! Like encouraging it. And I, whatever. I'm so, I was just, we were tripping really hard, right? Um, and this, okay. And my boyfriend didn't care. You know what I mean? He was like, do you, baby? Okay, same guy who threw up in his mouth twice while we were making love ones. Not related to the love making, it was something else. Um, <laughs> thank you, I, I love you. Um, related to something else. Uh, and we were like so in the throes of passion that he went down on me and we forgot that he like had leftover bile in his mouth. But I didn't fuck with my pH balance. Why? You know what I mean? Sex on acid's never a good idea. We're like several pumps in, and all of a sudden he starts coming like crazy. Like my last day of high school, we had a silly string party. That's what it was. It was like, we're like laughing uncontrollably because he's just like, da, 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 da. lining the walls of our tent. Or were you just tripping and it looked cool? No, I can confirm it was that because my dumbass was like, let's make finger paints. <laughs> because the light was hitting our tent in such a way that I thought it'd be like shadow puppet adjacent. <laughs> like it'd be like, it'd like look cool for other people walking past our tent. Um, and I woke up. We like woke up. We I don't know. We fell asleep for like twelve hours. Wake up and we're like, what the fuck? Why are there crusty stars and hearts just dried against the tent? And we were like, oh. Yeah, we threw out that tent, dude. Yeah. We spent like a hundred bucks on that tent, tossed it. So yeah, moral of the story, I'm not like other girls. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Natasha Pearl Hansen. Um, you can find me on at NPH Comedy. Stands for Natasha Pearl Hansen. And all my upcoming shows are generally on nphcomedy.com, mostly for tours, for just one-off shows and nightly stuff. That's all on Instagram. So definitely follow there. And you can also follow my company, mybreakupregistry.com, if you're going through a breakup. 
and want to say fuck you to your ex, you can register for shit <laughs> that you need. <laughs> I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.